2000 customers at hundred bucks a month. You guys are doing about $200,000 per month right now in revenue, right? Uh, roughly like 2 million a year. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Raphael Mason. He's first and foremost a failed musician. He found solace in building beautiful and reliable software instead. Uh, he spent his teenage years playing guitar, then wrote code for all of his career and still really enjoys it. Also developed a love for delivering stellar customer support. And he would blog if time allowed it, says every founder ever. Raphael, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I love this. We had your co-founder on uh, back in the day, about a year and a half ago at missiveapp.com. You guys are team inbox chat and tasks, right? Yep. That's correct. All right. So tell us how you're competing. Obviously, very competitive space. Uh, are you similar to sort of front app and Hiver IQ, HQ, these kinds of to- tools? Uh, yes, we are definitely similar. Uh, front is probably the one we are the closest to. Um, and uh, we we had some discussions with Front. They, they, they tried a product, we tried theirs, and uh, there was some inspiration from both sides. And uh, uh, we have a good... A good relationship with them, but yeah, um, yes, it's, it's very similar. Have they offered uh, Matilda and the team? Have they offered to buy you guys? And you said no. We 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 want we want more. Uh, I I don't think I can I can tell whether this happened or not. Um, fair but, enough. Um, fair yeah. enough. Well, I love that you guys are. Well, at least you were bootstrapped a year and a half ago. Are you still bootstrapped today? We are still yes. I love this. Okay, I love this. And it was yes. great because when your when your co-founder came on, he told me in 2020 you guys were doing about 45,000 bucks a month in revenue. You doubled to 90,000 a month in revenue. I don't want to ask right now how much you're doing because I want to leave that as an open hook. So, for people that have not heard of Missive before, tell us tell us what you're doing. Yes, so Missive is a it's a shared inbox with chat and tasks for productive teams. Um, it's a, first and foremost, a full-featured email client um, where you can chat with your teammates, just like in Slack, but within each email thread, you get a separate thread to chat. So it keeps things organized and uh, with the right context. And, uh, um, and, uh, what else? I mean, so you don't have to, to switch be, between your, your email app and chat and, and tasks and, and Slack, sorry. Um, and uh, on top of that, you can easily enable a dedicated team inbox flow with triaging and assignment like you would expect in a help desk. And we also support SMS, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. Um, you can manage these channels collaboratively the same way you manage email all within the same app. So like if, if you're listening right now and you have a team of three, you have like a SDR, maybe you have like an AE or BDR, and then you have like the founder of the company. And when someone signs up for your application, you always send out like an onboarding email. You could create a shared inbox where replies to that onboarding email goes into a box where the BDR, the AE, and the founder can all you know interact together, decide on a discount, reply to the email, all that stuff. Exactly. You would typically have a, a company with a info app, which lands in the sales or customer success teams. You have 
you may have sales at, you may have support at, th these classic stuff. And of course, a manager, a team of founders, they, they can always look into things if each team is doing their job and you can track work being done. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very cool. I love this. Okay. So, um, so I guess dive in here. It's kind of cool. We're getting the second half of the company on. So did you guys, were you there sort of day one? You guys are co-founders, right? Correct. Yeah. We are three. And did you, three of you guys. Yes. Okay. And did you guys just say, you know what? We love each other. It's just going to be 30%, 30%, 30%, or do you split it differently? It's split differently for kind of a historical reason. Missivida is the second product we, we built together. We started another business, uh, which is conferencebadge.com is for event organizers to build and to design and print name badges for their uh, attendees. And conferencebadge.com. Yes, correct. And it's still still on. We we need that, by the way. We have a big event coming up in September, and I just challenged my team. I said, guys, figure out a solution to print name badges for our event. I don't want us like stuck where people have to handwrite on their name badge with a permanent marker at the admission desk. Well, there, there you have it. It's it's what you need exactly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we we built the conference badge first. Um, we met. Phil had started building my co-founder CEO. Uh, at Missive, he started building Conference Badge all by himself back in 2013, and we joined him. And since since he started the product, he uh, he uh, had more equity. And it's while running and building Conference Badge that we found the need to communicate to to deal more efficiently with customer support, and we started building Missive. So Conference Badge is the uh, is what allowed Missive to to be built to pay the bills, and so it's two companies. But since one funded the other, the sh the equity uh, remained the same. So in Missive, Phil owns about fifty percent, and then you two split the other fifty percent, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, very 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 cool. Okay, so talk to me talk to me about growth. Uh, I think when we last chatted, you guys were just you're flirting with two thousand customers. I think. What do you guys got today? Flirting with 2000? Mm. Well, sorry. The, the question, that, yeah, the, the question. Yeah, yeah I understand. But I believe, because uh, I looked at the, the numbers to be kind of prepared for this interview. And uh, I believe this was more like uh, users, including free users. I see. I see. Because we are at uh, close to 2000 paid customers right now. And how many free today? Free users total? S something like uh, a tap. Like a thousand, a, a thousand. I have my numbers. It's it's like a, a thousand six sixty. Uh, six hundred. I I think. So you have one thousand six hundred free users, and then another two thousand unpaid. Correct. Yeah. So so I guess do you usually people have more free users, and they convert a percent of those to paid. Do you not let your freezers stick around? They have to choose at the end of a trial or something. Uh, we do let them stick around. The free plan is unlimited in time, but you only keep access to your 15 last latest emails or chat history, 15 days. So you quickly kind of get the need to, to, to pay to have more history. Or uh, Raphael, this is super rare. Like I've done them almost 3,500 of these interviews. I've never had someone come on with a product-led growth model and a free plan where their free plan is like where your upsell is so compelling, you have less people on the free plan, 1600, than you do on the paid plan, 2000. I guess that makes sense because uh, I was about to say you, 
if you don't upgrade to a paid plan, it's because it's because we probably don't want you as a customer. Your your need is you you're probably a solo user who just who's just shopping around for the best email client. They tried them all. They tried Polymail and whatnot, and maybe Superhuman, um, but they stick with us, and they don't like they don't use email professionally because any professional using email needs to go further back than. But do you have a free option like on your pricing page? I only see start productive and enterprise. Do you have a free option people can keep using or no? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, we're going to tweak this design because it's confusing to some, but. Oh, you're right. It is confusing. I, now I look down and I see the free plan. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Is there, there's no, is, we didn't write $0 in the header, but yeah. maybe we should, whatever. Okay. It's clear to me now. Got it. This makes sense. Okay. Well, this is very impressive that you convert so much into paid plans. Now there's obviously 14 a month, 18 a month, 26 a month, and these are per seat. So people probably sign multiple seats at once. What's the average business paying you per month to use the tool? The, uh, the, the invoice they get per, per month. Yeah. Like on average, what's the company paying you on to average- use the tool? a uh, hundred bucks. It's okay. very like we have solo users. We have companies over a hundred seats. So it's very, uh, it's very variable. Remote teams are all the rage right now. In fact, many companies want to stay this way, even post pandemic. And the reasoning's obvious. Hiring talent from anywhere in the world means you can bring on better talent, but the challenges are very real. How do you manage employees in other countries legally and easily? What about international payroll, employee benefits? What are taxes like in countries that are far away from where you're based? You need to understand all of this, including local paperwork and local compliance for all your remote employees. Now, two of the most successful remote companies, both GitLab and Zapier, have reached multi-billion dollar valuations, and they use a special tool, a secret portal, I like to call it, at remote.com. Remote's platform is easy to use for full-time employees, contractors, and your HR team. They help you scale your international team, your remote team, at a price you can afford. Now look, when I sign up sponsors, you guys know I like to get a great deal for our listeners. Otherwise, we won't run the sponsorship. Well, Remote has delivered. Sign up today and receive a 50% discount off your first employee for the first three months. Check out nathanlacka.com forward slash remote and enter promo code LATKA to get started. That's nathanmaka.com forward slash remote and promo code L-A-T-K-A. Check it out today before you miss out. Don't obviously name the customer, right? But what what's your largest customer pay you per year? Oh, it's something like, uh, let me just make it times 12, 50,000. Uh, Five zero thousand. Yes, that's impressive. Wait, 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 so fifty thousand. Yes. Five zero or one five. Five zero thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fifty thousand. Yeah. No, that's yep. impressive. So you guys do. There is a clear sort of enterprise sales motion here, then, huh? You mean an enterprise? What do you mean exactly? When you talk about when you whenever I talk to a founder that has sort of a lower price plan under hundred bucks a month, but then they have a customer that's paying something like fifty thousand a year. To me, that's a signal that there's an opportunity to upsell all their other customers eventually to fifty thousand dollars a year. Um, well, definitely. Well, uh, it helps that uh, we recently introduced the enterprise plan that you see, like over 
80% of our users are on the productive. But uh, we recently introduced the enterprise and it does help a lot that this biggest customer is the biggest in terms of seat and they are on the enterprise plan. So I see. you can do the math. It helps a lot. And well, enterprise users is uh, we we're not even scratching the the enterprise market. We we want to get there uh, eventually. And uh, a- analytics is the feature we are missing that people are expecting, and that it's table stakes for for these larger companies. And we are working on it act- uh, actively. It's uh, going great. How are you? T- tell me how you're trying to speed up your product velocity so you can get analytics live faster. How many engineers are on the team today? We we actually hired uh, our first employee like uh, not even a month ago. So everything I'm telling you today is we, we built it at, we were three. And then wow. just the, the three founders, we are all engineers. We are definitely not salespeople. We are engineers and we all do customer support. Uh, but yeah, three developers. Three developers. And so just to be clear, 2,000 customers at 100 bucks a month, you guys are doing about $200,000 per month right now in revenue, right? Uh, roughly like 2 million a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's obviously a great run rate. That's almost double from a year ago. Again, you're doubling year over year and you're bootstrapped. You are the example. When I tell people it is possible to grow fast and you don't have to raise VC, you're the example of that. So how are you doing it? No business, no marketers. Was it SEO? What's the playbook? SEO, yeah, we do have some pages on our website that we kind of optimized. Like, like we, we think we optimize them and it seems to work because we have customers, uh, these pages bring customers. But uh, yeah, we did try a, a little Google AdWords, a little bit like Captera ads, but we, we cancel these. We should, if we wanted to go to be serious with this, we would hire some professional to help us and probably something we'll do eventually. Uh, but yeah, it's word of mouth. It's really word of mouth, and we reach out to folks. Phil has this uh, this little Twitter search for some keywords, and hey, you probably should try Missive. This classic little what's the ser- what's the Twitter search he looks for? Um, I guess uh, it's something like team email, maybe some competitors, so some yeah, some competitors' products and uh, email. I don't know what. <laughs> And would you say this is Phil's biggest trick? I mean, again, you have no business people, no marketers on the team. You're at $2 million run rate. So it's this Twitter search for specific keywords that's driven a lot of your growth. I would doubt it. I would believe it's much more word of mouth and these pages we have like missive versus X customer, uh, X competitor. Oh, okay. Tell me, about, tell me about those pages. People are always asking me, Nathan, how do we build compare pages on our website? You guys have Missive versus I'm trying to find an example it's, on your site. It's all in the footer. Yeah, the yeah. missive bottom. versus Spark, missive versus Slack. Okay, so walk me through one of these pages. I'm on the missive versus uh, Spark mail right now. So what makes this page do so well from an SEO perspective? From an SEO, oh man, it's a good question. I mean, it's it's honest. It's a honest take. Um, when there are some shortcomings in missive compared to the other product, we do state it clearly. And we, we don't want to bring users in who won't like Missive and would actually rather use Spark or like a more personal oriented email app. Um, it's just honest and I believe it kind of scores nicely on the, 
the Googles in this world. It's a very, it's a very long form page, guys. This is not yes, like a quick little pager. I mean, it's a very no. long page with a lot of very rich text, clear H1 tags, and then social, you know, imagery throughout. And then uh, honestly, Rafa, you got nice social proof at the bottom with embedded tweets. Yeah. So this makes a yeah, lot of sense. Yeah. Very, very cool strategy. I just, I, I love this story, right? Because everyone always goes, well, Nathan, we want to grow fast. That's why we want to go raise VC. And I'm like, guys, it's completely possible to grow very fast and keep your equity, you know? And you guys are proof of that. Yeah, we're glad of You've, it. We're proud. Your, your founder, your co-founder told me you guys turned down a $30 million offer last time we chatted. What's the highest offer? You turned down any higher offers the past 12 months? No, not higher than that. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's the next plan? It sounds like analytics is coming up. What's coming up after analytics? Yes. Feature wise, it's after analytics, it would probably be like non exciting, boring features for the enterprise plan, like um, master user, master admin that can log in as their own users, or at least edit every single of their settings as if they were their their employees um that kind of stuff you know also always like incremental uh improvements in the app just to make the the experience even more delightful we're big into that awesome well we're rooting we're rooting for you guys in the meantime though, let's wrap up with the famous five number one favorite book uh this is a shame but uh i cannot answer this honestly because uh I, I do not read. I don't find the time. I know it's not an excuse, but uh, I would probably no, no, that's say fine. That's fine. It's definitely is a not answer. a business book. But I back in high school, I love this one book about all the philosophers of the the, the past uh, centuries. Like I, I like philosophy. It was one of my favorite subjects in school, actually. Um, yeah. Philosopher it's, book number two. I don't is, even recall the name. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, uh, I like uh, Adam Wethen. He's from, is that his real name? Am I pronouncing this correctly? Adam Wethen. Yes, he's the creator of, sorry, I did, Wethen, yes. He, he's the creator of the, the Tailwind CSS framework. Don't know if you're familiar with it. Yep, we um, use it. Yeah, it's a uh, older age, uh, and now their business is the the t Tailwinds Lab, and they, they just they they just seem to have a blast doing. They do just what they want. They found a way to monetize it. It's the beautiful story. I like these guys. Love it. Number three, what's your favorite online tool besides Missive? I have to say, that I don't know if that counts. It's Heroku, our platform as a service. How we where we host Missive and all the smaller apps that needed to run Missives behind the behind the scenes. It's it's just it's one of the things that allowed us to be only three and manage to grow uh, our tech stack. And it's just I love Heroku. They have their Number, little downsides, but I love it. That's good. Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven seven thirty, I'd say. Okay. So seven hours. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Married with no kids. Married and no kiddos. Very cool. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. When I was 20, I guess um, uh, I would have liked to be aware of what the stock market is and that the, uh, the next 10 years would have been the greatest bull run and have put my money in all the fang stocks. <laughs> and, hello, and how old are you today, Raphael? I'm 32. 
32 last. Uh, and again, be aware of that stock market. G- guys, Missive app, really incredible story here. Launched back in 2014, really got going in 2016 with a product hunt launch. They passed 90,000 bucks a month in revenue a year ago. Now at about $180,000 a month. Again, totally bootstrapped, doubling year over year bootstrapped. I'm up in a very competitive space, right? Team shared inboxes. They compete with VC backed competitors that have raised a ton of money. They're still growing fast. Over 2,000 customers today. 1500 on the free plans. They convert a ton into the into that uh, into that paid plan. Biggest customer pays 50,000 bucks a year. And this is best. They're only a team of three, the three co-founders. They just added their first external employee, caught four or five years in. So Raphael, thanks for the story. We're rooting for you guys. Thanks so much for having me, Nathan.